welcome back to... Hey, great shot. So Gruskin has unfortunately had to step out. He has some duty calling with work. Elections coming up and this guy is ready to win. Uh, so we're going to get straight into this changeover chat. We just did a little next ATP next gen recap for you all. Uh, it's definitely some good arguments and debates in that one. So definitely check that out. But we've got a great changeover chat coming. We've got a special guest here tonight. So Westoff, cue the drum roll, please. It's time for this week's changeover chat. The changeover chat. Now, again, that was super weird doing that myself, but as I said, we have a special guest here tonight. If you have checked out our social media in the recent days, we have brought on a new member to the Cracked Rackets crew. His name is Kale Hammond. He is here tonight, former Duke tennis player and current tennis channel superstar and our resident expert on the betting of tennis. Kale, hey, great shot. Thanks, my man. It was a pretty good shot, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I, I love what you guys are doing in Crack Rackets. I'm super, super pumped to be contributing and helping you guys out. And, you know, I, I like what you guys are doing, taking tennis content, chewing it up, and spitting it back out with, you know, a little edge and some, some good perspective, a much-needed perspective. Absolutely. And, and honestly, I, I'm a little surprised that I was, uh, you know, willing to let you on to the squad after you absolutely wrecked me on the paddle tennis court that was a, a tough kick to my ego after a lot of dubs on the paddle tennis you know court. i've been living in la for over three years dude now. i like, underestimated you that's that's for sure yeah I mean, paddle <laughs> suited to my game i'm a horrible mover and so i don't have to move all it's, i gotta do is just you got the, the length I've yeah got the length that's all that matters it's tough man well look we uh we brought you on because we've got this new series and segment going on with the betting lines. Before we get into that, I do want you to explain a little bit about what that series is going to look like. But also tell us a little bit about yourself. You played tennis at Duke. You know, kind of talk about that for a second. Yeah, so I mean, I grew up playing tennis. I played all those sports, sort of, sort of focused on tennis a little late. And when I got to like the national level, you know, it was really interesting seeing like the really top guys. And I was just drawn to these guys. My first national tournament ever. Tennis Sangren was the one seed. So I roll up, and I, I, I got to check him out, you know, because it's my first national ever. Yeah. So I go to Tennis Sangren's court, and first off, I see the one seed. I'm like, you're got to be kidding me. This, <laughs> this, this guy's this guy. name is Tennis. <laughs> I've been playing a tennis tournament. That's, it's, I have no chance. No, this of is course. ridiculous. His name is Tennis. <laughs> He's made for this. <laughs> and I went and watched him play, and he was, you know, he was always number one in the country growing up. And so he was amazing to watch. And all the other guys, I just was sort of really drawn to the top guys. And follow him around and, you know, just stuck on him, made friends with him. And now, you know, I'm still working in the tennis industry. I love it. I mean, super passionate about it. And then played at Duke, didn't play particularly well there, but, you know, played, I mean, college tennis, especially at a top 10 school, I mean, it is, it it's is, border, it's border, I mean, it's borderline professional tennis. Absolutely. You know, all these guys are doing now, it is, it is a borderline professional level. And so it's, it was great. And then went to the tennis channel, knew I wanted to work in sports media. How's my best way to get in there? Use the tennis. Tennis has been giving me a Absolutely. lot of life, so, so might as well keep it going. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about something that obviously was a huge story, uh, even on the news. you got to tell us a little bit about this finger situation in a match that you had, because this, this is too good to leave mm. out. Yeah, we were playing San Diego State my senior year, and it was the best I've been playing. I was playing fantastic yeah. tennis, and... I just had a feeling during the match, like one of those days, I don't know if you've ever had anything where you just know that something's wrong. Yep. And it's just a total sixth sense. Uh, and we were playing into the second game. Some guy hit an overhead. And I'm 
six three, long arms, jump high. So I always try to get these overheads, and I'm going up for it. Um, put brace my hand on the fence like an outfielder feeling a ball in. My finger just gets trapped inside of the hinge, and the gate happened to be malfunctioning at the time. And when my weight hit the gate, it swung open and crushed my uh, left index fingertip off. And it was a disaster, but, you know, I got to say, God works in mysterious ways. And my parents were actually there. Oh, wow. In San That's Diego perfect. Because I got to tell you, if my tennis team <laughs> had to handle take that. care of me after I get my finger Your hand would be crushed off. off. Literally, I, I can't imagine your team being like, guys, we, we got to we wrap it. We're going to. We're going to take care of this? No, that would have ended terribly. Just in, you know, like, I had the flu one time. These guys don't even I'm like, yo, can you bring me food back? I'm like, hell no, take care of yourself. I'm like, oh, that's... that's nice, <laughs> thanks, thanks, boys. Was this one of those one of those injuries where, like, it happened and it was immediate pain? Or was this one of those ones where you're like, holy yeah, shit, I don't even know what just so, happened. So it happened, and the first thing that goes through my mind is I, I feel my finger bone break. Uh, first things first, and the first thought that goes to my mind is, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to play this match with a broken finger. That was and your first thought? Playing, yeah. Be- imagine playing. You're, you were ready to keep going? And, if you just break your finger, you okay. have, you're not going to default. You, yeah, you, yeah. No blood, no foul. <laughs> <laughs> so, and tennis players are some of the softest of all time. Yeah, I was going to say, many players would not say that exact but, sentence. No, but I can't pull are you kidding me? So imagine, imagine with the vibrations playing with a broken fist. I mean, it would be oh, so bad. in agony. I mean, you'd probably pass out from the pain. For sure. And so that was my first thought. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to play this match with a broken finger. And then I look down, I see uh, the tip of my bone that got crushed off. And I will also tell you that nothing is, is white as a human bone. If you see a fresh human bone, it is the whitest substance on earth. And so I saw... White, I, whiter than you and I. Whiter, <laughs> I don't know if you can get whiter than me. <laughs> and so yeah, and then, so that happened. My parents were able to take me to the hospital. Thank God I got it fixed up. And I actually played better afterwards because I realized that, you know, tennis is just a stupid sport. And, yeah. You know, like, so <laughs> I'm just going to rip it and rip it. And so I actually had much better success after I got my fingertip chopped off because, you know, in tennis, and mentality is everything. I hear you. And I feel like that's probably when you started betting on tennis. You're like, you know what? I'm leaving the actual sport. Way before uh, that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's a good segue. Why don't we talk a little bit about what your betting segment and series is going to look like, what the fans should expect, kind of how this all started. You know, it all started with the legalization of Sports gambling in general. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's tennis, and also tennis gambling is one of the biggest uh, gambling markets in the world. It's like over five billion dollars. Which year is industry. crazy. Partially due to the massive volume, and who knows? Partially due because eighty-five percent of these tennis players aren't making any money. Yeah. And they gotta make some money somehow. So I, I don't want to get into that now, but I just will say this: just where you, you know my thoughts are at. I think the whole match fixing scandal goes really really deep i would absolutely agree with you and i think we are gonna have to at some point at some point spend we'll break a different it down. yeah I mean, hopefully crack rackets can crack the case but but i like that but, can we, westall can I, we cue a, a little to, drum there please you're trying to get put on the map that'll, that'll, that'll put you on the map for sure you know a, a, a worldwide uh match fixing scheme Look, but, but, I it w- I wouldn't put it past the ATP and and these players to to do it, but like you said, we'll we'll debate that whole thing at some point. I do want to start talking about some of your first lines that you brought up. Yeah. 
So, so first off, like betting, betting tennis is interesting. Like the way they do it now, you have like you're any other sport. You have your your spread, you have your money line, and you have your over under. So I'm looking at some some odds right now. I'll see Gilles Simone versus Dominic Team. The Dominic Team's probably gonna win that match. Yeah. Stronger, mm-hmm. uh, fresher, younger player, more talented. So he's minus one eighty money line. So you know you bet ten dollars, you'll probably win seven back. So mm-hmm. they take a little bit there. You know, it's a good, it's a good safe bet. But what you can also do is the spread is minus two point five. So, and this is matches from yet or from today. But the spread's minus two point five. So look, you see, you think team's gonna win. You don't think it's gonna be six and six. So if he wins seven six six four, that's three game difference. Yep. And so that would be a minus two point five spread with three games. You get that. So there's a lot of flexibility. If you think you have a feel for how the match is gonna play out. You can really get pretty much even money odds every every single time, and the over under is the way they set them. Um, it's you know it's minus minus one ten minus one twenty, and, and you're you're pretty much getting even money every time. So tennis betting, another reason probably it's a big market is because there's some juice, there's some meat on the bone. You know, if you really think you've got a feel for how it's gonna go, you can you can get good odds on pretty much anything. Absolutely, and look, it's funny because I think you and I and. Probably the world of you know tennis fans think that they know the sport better than anyone and that they can make money But this is why betting is out there because nobody can get them right every time and I think you know even your first two picks is, is a perfect example It's like anything, you know you get hot <laughs> You go on heaters and that's oh, yeah. what it's about so you better ride the and wave. that's where it's dangerous That's also where it's very dangerous be careful with those waves everyone uh, but you know what? Why don't we start with your first two picks, Jack Sock versus Richard Gasquet and Nicolas Basnes. No, really, start with the two losses, man. What are you <laughs> doing to me right now? Uh, come on, we got we got to. All right, so to walk you through my thought process, we got to talk about the so, thought so, process. So, 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 so Jack Sock versus Richard Gasquet. That happened. Jack Jack obviously won. I believe it was six three six three. My pick for this match was over 22.5 because, like I wrote in the article, like I, I grew up playing with Jack. I played him seven times. I, I lived with him, trained with him. I know him very well. And given that like, he's had a bad year, but like he's still a world-class competitor and he's still a Hall of Fame-level talent. Whoa. And so, Whoa. We're but, going Hall of Fame guys level? Won three Grand Slams and doubles, all right? Like the guy's, he's an American tennis player. So, gonna, so doubles Hall of Fame. I don't believe they make that a differentiation. I know they don't, but they should. That's another debate for a whole other time. And and so so, I just knew that Jack, like, every single match that he wins in this tournament is imperative for his I mean, it's the difference between 40 spots. Every oh match God, he yeah. wins, he climbs up 40 spots. You just save himself from being 150 right there. Exactly. And so, look, when that kind of pressure is on Jack, he's going to respond to it. Yeah. There's a reason why he's eight in the world for the whole year. I mean, right. And so that's my thought process. I didn't by any means think that he was going to beat Gasquet given his current form, but so my thought process was okay. Jack is going to at least win a set on Gasquet, and that's why I picked the over because Jack hasn't he hasn't won consecutive matches the entire year. He's having one of the worst years of all time. Yeah, and Gasquet is playing his home tournament in Paris, so I figured Jack's going to come out win a set. Gasquet is going to bounce back, and it'll you know it'll it'll go over. It'll go three sets, which will get to the over, but. No, Richard Gasquet just threw in one of the most pathetic performances of the year. <laughs> he totally gave the match to Jack. At 2-3 in the second set, uh, Gasquet was up 40-30, and he 
went for a drop shot that he missed in the net, barely even reached the net. Next point, he went for another drop shot at Deuce. So bad, Jack went up and hit a forehand winner. And then the and then he double faulted down great point. And I was like, wait a second. This is this is where it happened. What the hell just happened? Like, you were in a normal match, and then you played three worst points I've ever seen with Gasquet. Lightning loses, and Jack wins, so you lose that bet. But the thought process, you know. Uh, look, I thought the exact same way. He's been trash, but as you said, he's going to rise to the occasion when he's got 50 points, or 50 ranking spots on the line every single round. So I think this was a fluke. This also could be an example of that, you know, insider situation happening. Maybe maybe Gasquet was tired. He was over it. He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'll take a little extra money. Uh, you know, maybe there was, you know, uh, do they celebrate Halloween in Paris? <laughs> they probably do. I know yeah. Gasquet party's pretty hard. So, yeah. So, uh, uh... I think I think he might have had uh, some a couple dates lined up for today. That that is very and he, possible. And he would rather uh, you know enjoy his Halloween than Paris is a fun place. Yeah, you know, stay in a stay in a town. Well, I don't even know where he's living. Right <laughs> and then let's get to the next one. This one, I bet I was super pumped about. So oh, I thought you had this one. And I, you know, I, I and I did have like I basically had. Yeah. And this was and this was some. So I picked uh, straight up money line. Nicolo's Basilashvili over Kevin Anderson. And this is a good time to. Talk about a tennis betting strategy that is just a staple. And that is if a player wins the tournament the week before or makes the finals the week before, oftentimes they will lose in the first or second Absolutely. round of the next tournament for many reasons, mainly due to the natural letdown and fatigue. Mm-hmm. 100%. And look, I, I wrote in the article, it's not a good idea to bet against Kevin Anderson during his career year. I mean... The guy has been uh, on point. He's been amazing. Yeah. Some of the shots he hit today, he's been he's just been so clutch. This he's year. hitting through a court that is unbelievably slow. I mean, his backhand for six eight is is impressive. I ball wood for him um, before in a challenger in Tulsa, and <laughs> I'll never forget how you know he is he is every bit of six eight. Like he, oh, yeah. he is he is bordering teetering on six nine. Like, yeah. He is a huge huge dude. And these courts are playing slow, so I thought Basilash really was hitting the ball harder than almost anyone on tour was really going to have a chance to you know take down a tired Kevin Anderson, especially because the week before in Vienna or Basel, whichever one, um, Basilash really had max point. Yeah. So we had revenge factor, we had fatigue factor, and we had the court services perfect for Basilash Ville. He won both of his tournaments this year indoor hard court. You know, like it, it all added up, and I was super pumped for this. And you know, he he should have won. He played he played the better match, but then it, he came up short in the tiebreak. And you you take that bet plus one sixty, that gives you some extra change. Like that was a, a risky bet, but I was confident in it and just really close. I mean, look, I would have taken it too. Basilashvili was put up for most improved players of the year in the ATP awards. I mean, he has been fantastic. Look, I saw these two come up on the uh, on the queue, and I was ready to take them as well. Uh, unfortunately, the Bavada account wasn't ready for me, but uh, I would have taken them if if I was. So uh, I'm right there with you. So let's let's move on to another match that happened today that you know definitely could have teetered either way. The in one my you opinion. didn't want to bring up, the one that I won, <laughs> the one that you won. We'll move on to Thank your dubs, Chorich Medvedev. Let, talk us through your thought process. Yeah, so look, these courts in Paris are playing 
Those are some of the slowest courts I've, I've ever it's seen. Cra- you can visibly you cannot, see. If you hit a flat ball, it is going to hit the court like sandpaper, <laughs> take the fuzz off, and it's going to bounce straight up, yep. almost like you're playing on clay. These guys cannot hit winners. And Medvedev hits tons of winners when he mm-hmm. plays. He's a flat ball hitter, amazing backhand, huge serve. Big guy. Big guy, and, and he's been he's having a career year, too. I mean, Absolutely. He's taken fed twice already, I mean. But the physicality that Torich showed this year and how just what a beast he is physically and how well he's moving in his overall competitive fire. For Medvedev to win this match on courts this slow, he was going to have to go through hell and back. And I just had a feeling, you know, it's... Torch is by far the safe, safer bet in my um, understanding of, you know, the situation, and he killed him, and it was great. Four and four, that, that's yep. what you look for, because that's when you're, you know, you had, I had a feel for it, and it and nailed it. So. Absolutely, and, and I, w- I saw that too. Immediately, it was like, you know what, Nevdev's been playing well, but Chorich has been on one. I was taking Chorich 100% of the way. So I, I, we've been on the same thought process so far. It's why we're vibing. Uh, I'm with you. So why they so much meat on the bone? Oh my god, <laughs> so much meat on the bone. That, that's our our key phrase for for this series, seriously. And I think a natural progression now is to just move into the next round for Borna Chorich. He's playing Dominic Team, and and this is an interesting line. If if you were looking at it, we've got an even spread on this match, and we've got Team minus one twenty. What do you who, who do you think you're you're gonna take on this? It's going to be an amazing, amazing match. First I'm of all. so excited. Team, these courts are perfect for teams. Yeah. Because they're it's so like slow. It's, like, it's honestly like Clay. He has time to take that wind up. He's hit, and also, like he's hitting his slice really well, too. Yeah. And so I think team definitely has the slight edge over George. But this is a match where you see that, you know, you see the spread, you see the money line. You don't really know who's going to win. Like, if George wins tomorrow, are you going to be super surprised? Are you going to be shocked? No, not no, at all. probably not. And and so this is a situation where you think, okay, this is gonna be really close. So, what do we got here for the for the so over twenty three games, under twenty three games, seven six seven six would be twenty six games. So this is an instance where you hammer the over. Absolutely, you hammer it because look, this is probably gonna go three sets. Team could come out and, and you know and beat him six like six four six one but right George, no George beat the shit out of Medvedev today he's looking good I, this is just a classic you know two immovable object versus unstoppable force or whatever that saying is <laughs> yeah and and I think I you know this is just obvious you just hammer the over because I would be shocked if Team beats George you know like a drum and if George beats Team like a drum I would be even more shocked. Yeah, and look, I think you you definitely take the over. I honestly kind of like the bet though, the the straight bet on Chorich. I think Team has had some shaky results here and there throughout the year, and he, he's a guy who's played a lot of tournaments. Although so is Chorich, so it might be kind of similar on the you know fitness level. But Chorich has just been a beast recently. I, I'm feeling a big result from him. These are two of the fittest guys on tour. Absolutely. So. That's another reason because they could stay out there all all oh, yeah. day. They could play a five setter and and go you know seven six six seven the whole way. And so this is one for me. You think you should pick him? Like, no, I I couldn't. I I think this is one, and that's why tennis betting is so cool because you can totally stay away, but you know it's going to be a tight match. Of course, so you can hit the over. It's like basketball. You bet the over unders. You don't know what 
No way. Yeah, Ralph, I'm fucking doing the. So I got a quick segue. This guy I teach tennis to, he's now the director of analytics for the Dallas Mavericks. He just nice. recently got hired by the Dallas Mavericks. Um, made hundreds of millions of dollars gambling on the NBA, and how part of how he got his start was that um, for the over unders, he would bet first half under and second half over because the Vegas did not figure out to account for the free throws with the shot with a stopped clock at the end of the game just racking the score up a little so he would take the <laughs> under first half over second half and he made millions that's what you call meat on the bone you know what you but said, they fixed said it, it literally because of how Ralph you know he, he had his system and he was just playing that and making too much money and they fixed it they, they adjusted well look I think we need to find our meat on the bone our, our free throws of tennis and it will be we'll be making it rich too soon. <laughs> yeah, easier said than done. You gotta get the same type of computing power that he was working with. Yeah, seriously. Let's let's move on to another match. I think we both agreed there. We're we're taking the over. It's, yeah, it's clear over. So what are we moving on now? Chilich Chilich Dimitrov. I I like that match. Cool. What are, what are you thinking here? I want to hear your hear your thoughts first. So look, I think Chilich is the obvious favorite. I think Dimitrov, who I don't know if you watched the match against Batista Goot, but I thought he was looking pretty solid. Batista Goot's been playing very good recently on these slow courts. That's a tough match for Dimitrov. I think that this is a match that could very well go three, and and if Dimitrov's playing well, I don't know. I, I I've had there's two guys this tournament that I for some reason. When was the last time Dimitrov played well? I mean, the hair is not a good indicator of, of where things are at in his, his life in general. That's so. why he brought on Andre Agassi. He didn't need, any, he didn't need Andre Agassi's uh, point construction. He no. needed on how to deal with the, the, the rapid ball. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's his therapist. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, looking at this, man, the they're really favoring Chilich on, on the lines here. We've got minus 200 for Chilich. Over under twenty three games. So see, so see, look at the back to the torch team match. Chilich is a heavy favorite here. Same over under as you're dealing with the torch. That's why you hammer the over on the torch team. Yeah, and we've established that. Yeah. So back to back to um, Dimitrov uh, Chilich. Look, the the you say he had a tough match against Batista Gut, and yes, Batista Gut is tough to play against anyone. He's a phenomenal player. But Chilich is does, the does opposite Batista, spectrum. Does how, Batista doesn't hit the ball heavy. No, he, he doesn't. He hits it flat as shit. Yeah. And like he said, these courts, that a flat ball does not do the same thing as the ball with junk on it. Jack Sox rally for him today. But I don't just, think Chilich has that much junk on his ball. He he hits a big shot. He's a better ball striker. Well, yeah. He's a better ball striker, and he's six foot six. So when it does jump up, it is bouncing into a strike zone. He's practically hitting down on a lot of these shots. What's going to happen in this match? Chilich is going to just crank the ball to Dimitrov's backhand. What is Dimitrov going to do? He's going to slice it. Chilich is going to move up, six foot six Croat frame, <laughs> ready to pounce on ever, and he's just going to be wailing balls and just running Dimitrov across the court, and it's going to be a beatdown. So, so you're putting a grand on the under. <laughs> no, I'm not touching the under. I'm touching the spread. You're touching one. the spread because I believe the way I think the match is going to go. I think, I think Chilich is going to beat him handily, and so you got minus two point five. So you got to get three games. So 
7664 Chillich? That seems like a very logical outcome for this match. One yeah. tiebreak for Dimitrov, and then a one break because Dimitrov's second serve sucks ass because he has the yips. And I, you know, <laughs> he's it's got sad. the yips. <laughs> I guarantee you he's leading the tutorial in double faults this year. Like, he's just been double faulting. Like, well, it's his job. I mean, I've brought this up on multiple pods. I think guys on tour in general double fault an absurd amount for how good they are. I mean,. I don't feel like I double fault more True, than two or gotta, three times. You know, you got to get an edge against you can't be you can't be patty cake and second serves in. Otherwise, you're just gonna lose. Yeah, I no, I hear yeah, that. So. I I don't know. I, I think that uh, uh, having zero double faults in a match is you know one or two is is good. It can, yeah, you gotta be going for you know you gotta be trying to get you, you can't get, leave gotta it be up. Trying to get take. yours on your second serve also. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. I, I don't know. I, I think. Man, minus they're not really favoring the spread that hard on Chilich, though. Right? That's why you take the spread. It amazes me, like how there is for every thought process you have about a specific match, there is typically a bet within the spread, within the money line, within the over under, that supports whatever your hypothesis is. I'm with you. So I think this match, what we're taking the spread. Realistically, we're taking Chilich to win. And if you had to take the over-under... You stay away from the over-under in this match. because Just all together. Yeah. You just stay away. It's the same... You, you have the over-under for Torch's team, which we both think is going to be yep. an absolute battle. All right, people. So we're, we're taking the spread for Chilich, Dimitrov. Forget the over-under. If you want to bet on Chilich, go for it. I like it. I like it. Let's move on. Let's move on. There's some good matches tomorrow. Uh, word on the street is is that Fagini's not feeling too hot. He might, uh, Ooh. yeah, might pull out and get Federer. Um, Federer would if, if that happens. Federer, it, which is crazy Federer because would advance to the quarterfinal round without playing a match, which I would love to know if that's ever happened before. That would be a really, you know, we're gonna get back to you, fans. That'll that'll come in the next article with if that's ever actually happened. That would be crazy. Bye. A default from a great player in Ryanich, and then if you get a default, because guess how many matches Fognini's played this tournament? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I mean, at that point, Federer is the obvious favorite, right? Fe- yeah, Federer is, of course, favorite against Fognini, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Wait. favorite for the tournament. Mm, no? no. Oh, no, I the courts are too slow. It's Joker. Joker's getting to every uh. single ball. How do you beat the guy? He's back to peak Joker. When when you know when he was doing that, the was how do you beat him? Yeah, it it's tough. I, there's there's I want to debate you, but there's not you really. I there's... talked to Kudlow about it. He said he said that Federer is the most talented player ever, and he said but at Djokovic peaked for him when he went on that run. He said that he thought that Djokovic was playing the game better than it had ever been played because every single point is designed with a purpose. He funnels the ball to his backhand, which, in my opinion, is the best backhand of all time. It, Not even I, close. Yep, I will agree with you there. And he is the best mover of all time, and he's the best returner of all time. And he, his forehand, like his forehand is, like his weak, his forehand is like the technical weakness. It's yeah, it's, it's his <laughs> which quote is, unquote weakness, which is crazy. But it's better than ninety-eight percent of the professional tennis players. Which is why he wins everything. And his serve isn't amazing, but he hits his spots. It's not bad. Right, it's his serve. He hits his spots. He gets the kick out of the strike zone, and he defends his second serve better than anyone else ever, too. So, so the way you're talking about Djokovic right now, we're gonna have to get you on. He's our a favorite chi- in every tournament until someone until someone beats him. 
Exactly. And we have a changeover chat coming on the GOAT debate, and that is coming up soon. We're going to have to get you on there because you clearly have some takes on that one. Well, Federer is the GOAT, but... Federer is the GOAT, but these, I mean, these guys... You're not going to stick with your boy Djokovic. These guys are not... Well, Djokovic's got... I think he'll get there. He's already at 14. Yeah. Probably I would hate win. I would hate to see that, though. It's sad. I mean, these guys are... 20 is an astounding number, but these guys are closing in, and they're closing in pretty fast. Yeah. And now that you have Del, po- Del Potro, probably... Um, I mean, I don't know how you recover from another setup like that. Like, Del Potro is my favorite player of all time. Wow. Especially due to the mental toughness that he's... Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. ...demonstrate throughout his career. Um, just taking these lumps and just doing it with just... One of the most beautiful attitudes I think we've ever seen. Absolutely. I mean, I love the guy too. I mean, if you the U.S. Open is a perfect example of how many people love him. He had more fans than all the Americans, and that, and that's just a testament to who he is. But you know what? Let's get back to this. I think we've got you know one or two more matches to talk about. What where where do we want to go from here? Maybe the, I mean, so the Federer Fonini. You know what? That's a good question. How does it work when in someone a, a, when a, someone withdraws? This Federer Fognini we got Owen. What do you mean? Say say you make the bet and Fognini withdraws. Do you? That's a push. It's a push. Unless if if it's six oh five oh forty love and they retire, it's a push. Push. Yeah. Gotcha. Got to finish the match. Keep that in mind, everyone. Yep. But so this is this is just a big time stay away. So yeah. Plus four point five Fognini on the spread. So what would that be six six three six four would get the job done. That's five games right there. Yeah. You know, Fognini can play amazing tennis. Yeah. This is the guy, like, you don't bet on a guy like Fognini. No, no, he's he's too all over the it's place. It's the same as Benoit Pair. Like, I was thinking, oh my God, you yeah. don't bet on Benoit Pair. No, you, you don't, don't bet, bet on Curios. You don't bet on Curios. You don't bet on Benoit Pair. You don't bet on Fognini. It's just these guys. You yeah. just stay away. They're just total stay away. Because you have no idea if they're going to tank the match. Yep. And, and that is, and maybe they're tanking for a different reason, but we're not going to get into that. But I again. do still work for the tennis channel. <laughs> I, I have a job. Tennis channel. You're right. Is the one who pays the bills. <laughs> that they do. Barely. <laughs> the whole entertainment industry, my guy. I hear you. <laughs> well, hopefully we can get you some more income soon, but let's see if our betting here can bring us some more income. What do we think of Anderson Nishi Corey? This one, this is a tough one so, to choose. So, yeah, and you think about the theory, but about who made finals, who made, th- but the Anderson beat Nishi in the finals. So they're both equally fatigued. Um, I think the court serve after watching Anderson beat Bastos Philly today. It, I don't think it's right to bet against Anderson. No. This like he is just having such a phenomenal year. He's playing the clutch points. He's playing the clutch points better than almost anyone on tour. Hundred percent. Like he's just absolute nails, and you know he's got his beautiful wife in the sideline cheering him on. Like he's got that emotional support. Yeah. You know, and and so. I, I don't. I play, this is another in in Nishikori could come out hot. So, Nishikori is one of the cleanest ball strikers. Absolutely, in the and world. has been playing fantastic recently. Has had some good results. I like the over on this one. I think this is an easy three set match. Like you said, Anderson clutch Nishikori playing fantastic. I think this is an easy three setter, and, and the second you get into three sets, for sure over twenty four games. I like the over on this. Yeah. The, uh, this to me is a t- is a tough one, uh, you know. Uh, Anderson plus one point five on that spread um, is something that I would be, I would consider betting a small amount on, just because 
Like, like I thought Vash was going to upset Anderson. And Anderson really showed me a lot. The way he was just such nails in that tie break. Yeah. Hitting his spots on the first serve. You know, his sec- he's 6'8", so his second serve going to be bouncing over Nishi's head. Like... One I and think, a half games. It's a, think, it's a small spread. I think because then you sort of hedge your bets because look, this is not a. You know, we're clearly not confident in the in the outcome, and so this is probably a stay away. And you know, you find some challenger, you find some friend, you know, who's playing some schmuck, and you think it's gonna. You know, fight <laughs> yes. for this. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you that. But but look, so so then you sort of hedge your bets. You get uh, Anderson plus one point five, and if he wins, you win. And if he loses, and it's he wins a set, and he. You know, if he wins a set and loses the match, who knows? If he won that set 6-3, you're going to get that plus one. Right. So that, I think, would be the play. But it, it, to me, this is a pretty much stay away. Just sit back and watch and enjoy the tennis because it's going to be great tennis between these guys. I like that. Well, look, let's go to our last match. And this is what I wanted to bring up and hear your thoughts because this is a guy that I don't know even how you bet on him. John Isner and Karen – and on our podcast, I hope you know, we call uh, – Hachanov, Kiechnov. It's one of our insides. Kiechnov. Isner and Kiechnov. This is an interesting one. I mean, with Isner, what do you even do with his serve? Like, I don't even... How do you bet with that? So, um... Or do you? Or is this one of the ones... Again, is so this a stay away? Isner today was struggling with his breathing. It looked like he was going to pass out on the court. <laughs> and it looks like uh, with, with Kiechnov minus 190 on the money line... Uh, it looks like Vegas knows that Isner's uh, not in Struggling. his best form, but it's you know it's like Isner. It's a, Isner's another guy that, that you it probably it's gonna it's probably go to tie breaks. He's probably gonna time. win because he's good. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like you see 10. the over under twenty six. Like they know Isner plays tie breaks. Of course. And 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 he has not playing super super well. And is it not an is, obvious over though? Like I, I mean. I want to assume these guys are most likely going to split. Like, I, I no, wanna... because the seven six seven six straight's a push. Twenty six games, seven six seven six. I want to think Kachanov is going to take one of those tiebreakers. Yeah, totally. I just like. Isner's... And then Isner will take the other one, and then the third one's up for grabs. Yeah, Isner did not look great. Um, Isner's playing in, in Europe overseas. The guy the guy's um historically much better on his home turf. Yeah, fair enough. Than he is um in Europe. So the, this line makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. You have Isner who's uh, was struggling with his breathing today, looked like he was gonna die on the court, and you have Kashnov who's playing fantastic, hits the ball humongous, and he's got one of those heavy forehands that will get off this court. If I were, if gun to my head, I have to bet this match, I'd take, you can't take minus 1.5 because it's Isner. Yeah, so you no. Just gotta, you just got to, you know, you got to take the lump and, and you bet cash now minus 180, 190, and. Hope he takes the dub. Yeah, hope he takes the dub, which I think he will. I, I really uh, He's do. been playing great. I, I think he'll take the dub. Isner's just like, they, this line makes perfect. Like, this is one where they, they know. Like They, they have they, some info. They've got it. Yeah. They've got some info that you don't have access to because this line scares me. I just want to stay away. Yep. Well, all right. I think we've covered these lines pretty well. We will get a little recap of who we are picking for these matches on our website. This is going to be a series that's going to be great, obviously, We've got Kayla knows a lot more about these lines and betting than I do. I'm gonna start learning. I'm gonna get a little more educated on on how I think. There's only one way to learn. Start betting, baby. (laughs) 
we're gonna we're gonna keep a record of Kale's you know matches and, and how he does so far. We're at are we two at and three. two and three? Not That's a bad, bad. start. Right. <laughs> it should have been after today. I, those man, I know, I know. It's like I, it's, it was. I was furious today at work. When I can I was, imagine I you just watching, watching, like screaming at I the was television. Just so furious at Gasquet for that pathetic performance. That's terrible. That's terrible. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna keep track of Kale's record. We are going to. Assume $100 bets on all of these and then track how much money he will have won or lost. We, we're not going to actually put how much money he's putting into these bets and, and show that because that would be dangerous for a lot of reasons. So we are going to assume $100 bets on all of these. And at the end of the season, we will have a total for you all. And uh, if you guys are making these bets, let us know how you're doing. We, we want to know if, if you're either agreeing with us, disagreeing. So throw in the comments. Tell us how it's going. And uh this is gonna be a fun series. I'm excited. Me too, man. I could I couldn't be more excited. There's just tennis, tennis betting is just so fun. That's great. Well, look, thank you for coming on. We're excited to have you here in the squad, and uh, this is a great changeover chat. If you have not already, make sure. Oh, I was just gonna say that I was listening in on your guys' uh, next gen discussion. We gotta put this one first, huh? Oh, absolutely. They're not going to listen to this after all that. No, no. That guy was talking nonsense at the end. Who, who's this? Sitsipas is going to win that tournament anyway. So, like, I don't understand. You guys had a 50-minute Grus- discussion. Gruskin's got Fritz about, going oh, on. No, Sitsipas is going to win. If Sitsipas wants to win the tournament, he's going to win the tournament. The guy went from 150 in the world to 15. See, this is why we needed you on that pod. This is ridiculous. It's, uh, a, it's, it's anyone. He's got to be. He's a massive favorite to win that tournament. If he cares. If there's, is there a prize money? Do you, do you, tons of prize so, money. Sitsipas is going to win the tournament. See, here's the only thing I would say before we wrap up is that with the four-game weird format, no ad scoring, that's where shit can kind of go anywhere. You never know with that. Your Deminar point about Deminar, Deminar um, being so clutch is, is a great point, but Sitsipas is on another level I'm with than you. these guys. He's, 16 He's on another level than these guys. He should win. Yep. Well, that... Well, you heard it here first. Sitsipas is winning the ATP Next Gen Finals. We've got our lines coming to you, and you know what? I, I have to do this again, unfortunately, because we don't have Gruskin here, but we... <laughs> this is so f***ing weird ending on my own. From all of us here at Cracked Rackets, West Off, you have a f- job to do. Fliegner, I don't know if you're even still editing these pods, but if you do, you also have a f- job to do. Gruskin, you're welcome for using your language. And Cracked fans... I don't even want to end this. Um, I'm going to have to record the ending later. I forget how we want to end it.